You know, normally, Russ, this would be where we would end the standard episode and we would bring everything to a close with, uh, you know, uh, uh, a final a final uh, synopsis of everything. But you and I share not only that time as the communication department head, but um, you were last year's fellow for the Warren Officer Historical Foundation. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, follow you up and I was nominated this year's fellow. And so, um, you know, we have a chance for fellow to fellow here for a moment. And uh, I thought it would be really interesting for the audience um, because we we have picked up a, a pretty substantial following based on your hard work during the first season. Uh, well over 4,000 downloads, multiple cities and countries, people were tuning in to Cohort W Season 1. And uh, I thought it would be neat to take a just a deeper look into your efforts uh, for last year on the creation of Cohort W. So first question, fellow to fellow section here. Uh, so what initially attracted you to the idea of applying for the inaugural Warren Officer Historical Foundation Fellowship while serving as a uh, department head at the Career College? Well, uh, I, I wasn't under the impression. I, I didn't know that it was, you know, the inaugural one. I, I'm not sure I knew that until uh, we we started getting into uh, the interview process. But for me, having uh, just finished uh, dissertation and uh, thinking I was going to be separated from the army, um, I wanted to do something that uh, I, I could show uh, whoever I felt might would want to hire me that I was still, you know, in the game. I had fight, I had moxie, and that I could do something that you know related to the civilian world. Uh, and uh, again, mul multiple different um, uh, influences there. And so, so that, that, that was part of it, but, um, but I, I knew I wasn't going to have the opportunity for a typical, uh, postdoc fellowship. So I decided I would at least go with it and call it my postdoc fellowship. And it certainly was. And, um, and now it's yours. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, I had no idea an opportunity like uh, this fellowship would open up. And, uh, you know, as I had started to hear about it, and then I uh, started to kind of explore and couldn't believe you were the fellow. And I thought, oh, a postdoc fellowship. Uh, you know, I, I need to um, work on that as well. And like you, I thought, oh, there's just no way I'm going to get your run of the mill. Uh, Fellowship, and I say run of the mill, and that kind of leads into the uh, next question because most fellowships are um, pretty lackluster, and by that I mean they're very standard. We're doing research, or we're doing some sort of uh, paper, or, or something of that nature. And of all the typical boring mediums out there, you 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 know where you can conduct a fellowship, you selected a podcast. Why? Well, the the idea, the, the specific idea, and I can remember this in the the conversation was actually with uh, the Historical Foundations Board of Directors uh, Fellowship Manager 
John Robinson. He was the one who literally uttered the word to me first and asked me if I could do it. Uh, in the application, uh, I had expressed interest or had expressed some um, um, current work that I was doing, communicated some current work that I was doing with StoryCorps and interviewing uh, different types of um, different um, groups of people for oral history for uh, for, for just my own uh, work that I wanted to do for uh, three different groups of people who were very interesting to me with my own personal goal of writing a book within two or three years based off of that. Uh, but, but John saw that and um, asked me if I could turn that into a podcast, an oral history project for uh, the Historical Foundation. Uh, I actually loved the interview portion of my dissertation. I liked doing uh, the story core stuff that I was doing. Uh, and so thinking about this oral history project for the foundation and it, it, I mean, there were multiple masters that we, that I had to serve during this, but uh, John gave me a, a fair amount of free reign for the people to interview and the topics and the board agreed to it and supported it. Um, so that, that sort of that, that uh, genesis of the medium and the, uh, the, the audience uh, selected for the uh, interviews proper and the, the topics out there. But, uh, uh, but it, it was truly a, truly a, a privilege and honor to meet um, those incredible uh, twos and threes and uh, even the one W one out there. Uh, I mean, they were all hands hand selected by their senior fives in their field uh, and just outstanding um, young leaders, uh, truly a remarkably diverse, excellent group of people uh, who it's my privilege to know and actually get to meet in person uh, over, uh, over, over time here slowly. So uh, it's been a, it's been a gift that keeps on giving, and I'm I'm so grateful for the chance to know them. Yeah, there's um, something wonderful about connecting with uh, the other warrant officers out there, especially the twos and threes that are working so hard in their field, and the fact that they've crafted a name for themselves and they're that recognizable by their senior fives. That's uh, unbelievable. So. Um, you, I mean, you definitely dedicated an unbelievable amount of time to the first season. Did did you ever think or did you expect it was going to be that successful? I mean, over four thousand downloads is incredibly successful. Well, uh, I thank you for sharing the amount of downloads. Um, I, I didn't know we had crossed. Oh no, maybe I did. I, I thought we. Uh, I, I guess we're coming up on five thousand fairly soon. But um, but um, it, it's hard, you know, when when you when you place it in the whole realm of podcasts that are out there, you know, and and think about warrant officers talking about doctrine. It's like, wow, this is going to have a worldwide audience of like tens of people. But um, but uh, but. That's that's not true. Uh, and, and again, the success, the amount of people, uh, again, being the being the qualitative uh, person that I am, uh, those numbers are great. They, they really are. Uh, they, they mean a lot. 
but it's the people who are along the way. Um, you know, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, I think the first pers- person outside of the department and the first person uh, not involved in the program, uh, Isaac Van Meter, uh, you know, uh, thank you for being out there and picking up on it. Uh, you know, just a really neat person. And then, you know, other, uh, you know, the, the ladies of the, of the podcast, uh, Adrian Denham and Alicia and um, oh, Courtney, you know, uh, their episodes have, have been very, have resonated a lot. Um, so it, it's really just surprising uh, hearing, you know, who, who, whose episodes uh, get a lot of play, why they get play, um, and who they speak to. And I think what really the success comes down to me for um, that matters is that when I get a uh, 420 Charlie applicant or somebody else who just comes to me and says, hey, can you look at my Warren Star application packet? Um, I, w- I will push them to listen to two or three different episodes from different branches to get a sense of what being a warrant officer is in the minds of people that they could become in the next, you know, five to 10 years. So I think for me, that success um, is partly in the numbers, but also in this volume that we, now you and I are creating, or that mainly that you're creating of legacy of ideas that's out there for people to uh, go back and reference, you know, and uh, success will come someday, uh, Leonard, when we are old and gray and somebody is doing this for their dissertation project. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> no, it, 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 it's wonderful. And, and I'm glad, uh, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, well, yeah, I, I I didn't expect it to be, and I'm glad it is. Well, I, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was, uh, and I think you remember because I called you from a conference. Uh, you were asking if I had applied, and I said, "Yeah, I'd applied." And you're like, "Great! What are your ideas?" And I was like, "How am I supposed to follow this up?" And I think that, of course, the listeners right now are going, "Oh, that's how I did it." And so, uh, were you surprised that uh, the foundation had opted to uh, continue the podcast for a second season? Because I remember, uh, you know, following you on some of the social media, um, I I remember a post you had made, and it was, um, you know, uh, good podcasts never die. They just fade away, or or it was a play on, uh, uh, who is that? was it MacArthur's words? So, I mean, uh, uh, were you surprised? Uh, truly, yes, I was. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm actually speechless on this. Uh, both that the um, the board said we want to do this, and, and that you said that you wanted to do this. Uh, you know, in my mind, and everybody knows you as a writer, so I am. Um, I'm just floored. Uh, and, and, and I'll tell on the library staff that um, I'd gone over there to return a book and they're like, oh yeah, uh, Chief Mominy, he's, he's prolific. So I thought you were going to, you know, uh, play to your strengths and, and, and rightly so, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 
right knee. So I guess that's a bad, bad joke. But um, but I, I think we're gonna, certainly <laughs> I think we're going to go that way. So, uh, but but uh, but like any good storyline, like any good musical selection, or like any good um, um, idea, you let it go and take on a life of its own. And so, uh, fly, fly, Leonard. I like the aviator you are. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, and, and I knew that question would kind of stump you for a bit because I know exactly how much the, uh, the, the experience meant to you. And, uh, you know, for the group, when, when, uh, you know, Dr. Hauser, when Russ left, uh, I'm not going to lie. The comms department was, uh, pretty down. But they sent him off with a phenomenal cohort W um, tire cover for your Jeep. Uh, and uh, I know that that, that um, you wore that on the Jeep with qu- quite a bit of pride. And, uh, you know, I, and when I really started to think about it, my whole reason for getting involved into the uh, the fellowship was I wanted to continue what you were doing, which was telling the story in the most effective way and telling the story of our warrant officers and preserving and contextualizing that current history um, for, for generations to come. Because I uh, like you feel very strongly about the cohort. And, um, you know, I, I always tell people that uh, regardless of anywhere I've gone for the civilian education side, that, you know, the college is my alma mater and to be out here right behind you, um, waving the flag for all of them. And, and so that, uh, not only our senior leaders can see that and hear about the wonderful things, but they can come and learn from each other and they can do that through this, uh, incredible medium. So, uh, you know, I wasn't going to give up on that and tremendous foundation and base you had developed. And I certainly hope that uh, the listeners appreciate that for all of you who have endured uh, for this section of fellow to fellow. Um, now you've had an opportunity to reflect on the fellowship. Uh, what sticks out to you most about the whole experience? Well, um, I, I think what sticks out right now is is the people uh, um you know i i don't necessarily miss the actual uh formal fellowship and the work of it but i miss with a small f the fellowship of the board of directors and uh the fellowship uh of the um the w5s who i reached out to and uh who i've gotten to meet recently and um those W2s and W3s who I've gotten to uh, work with uh, in interview and those people on LinkedIn, especially who, uh, you know, I, I've gotten to, um, to connect with and, and push uh, the podcast uh, shamelessly, <laughs> shamelessly too, uh, and get feedback from them. And, and just that uh, routine interaction so, you know, I, I think that that is, that's probably the world that I live in, uh, uh, generally is that social world and that means a lot to me. And so it was a very special time, uh, this past year and really, um, uh, it's because of 
the people. If you're saying anything, I think you're on mute. Well, we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> it, it might show up in the recording anyway. <laughs> it just might. Because you know what? That's pretty funny stuff. And I think people appreciate that. Um, so what I had just said on mute is probably not worth our time going back to. <laughs> so I'm going to finish up with this last question. What is your hope going forward for both Cohort W and uh, the One Officer Historical Foundation Fellowship? Well, um, I, I, I guess ultimately for, for both of those, uh, they're, they're kind of tied together. I hope that, um, there are, um, more and more seasons, uh, to be had, um, with, uh, as much, uh, care and nurturing as possible from, um, John Robinson and the, the team there, um, to, keep the good work of the um, foundation and ultimately the warrant officer association in the minds of warrant officers, whether retired, serving, or future. So um, there's number one, but also number two, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that you picked it up, Leonard. You're uh, an absolutely brilliant and truly creative, wonderful guy. And I hope that whoever follows you, uh, in the future is proportionally equally wonderful and um, uh, creative uh, and, and that this thing just keeps uh, going uh, for as long as it can be sustained. Uh, I mean, th there are infinite stories out there and infinite angles to come from. Uh, but, but again, finding that voice, finding that caretaker for this project for the Warren Officer Historical Foundation is, is you know, what, what I would like to see uh, become of this, you know, uh, sort of a self-sustaining um, project to look at the Warren Officer in contemporary historical perspective, you know. And uh, I hope that ultimately whoever these future fellows are, they find uh, the love and joy that I have found and uh, that I hope that you find too. So thanks for your time today. And I uh, am grateful uh, that, uh, that I get to share in this a little bit with you as you go along. And I, I wish you a fabulous and wonderful year. It will go by so fast. Enjoy every minute of it. Russ, um, I really appreciate it. Uh, you paid me a lot of compliments there and I just, uh, I hope to continue to do your work proud. And, um, you know, it's funny how you went in for the, thank you for your time today. That's my line. We've changed seats, my friend yet again. <laughs> so I would like to tell all the listeners, thank you for your time today. CW five, Dr. Russell Hauser. And, you know, I think what is fantastic about this is, uh, you know, initially the first part of this episode, it was so great to hear uh, a senior warrant officer, uh, not just talk doctrine, but um, talk about the influence of policy and, and the various programs that are out there that shape the wonderful army that we serve in. And, you know, just sharing the mentorship um that you have and so freely give with those that you always seek to serve. You, sir, are a selfless leader, and I, I am very grateful to you. And um, 
thank you again for for sharing that time with all of us and uh, demonstrating leadership in your branch and how that leadership can ultimately contribute to meet the uh, doctrinal requirements of the Army uh, for both the current and future fight. This has truly been a pleasure. Cohort W W.